This the remix. So when I come out, my first thought is this intense gratitude for the people in my life. And that's not every person in my life that I mentioned, and, and there's other people to, to highlight in the credit, but that was just where I was at. I was going through some old pictures from the last year and felt an intense amount of gratitude uh, for the life that I have and for the lessons that I've learned and the growth that's happened over the last year and the people who've been a part of that, uh, that journey. Hey everybody, Drew Brees here. I'm excited to announce the eighth pick of the New Orleans Breakers, quarterback Kyle Slaughter. Congratulations, Kyle. Excited to see you represent New Orleans. I love you. I love, I love this guy. Out to Bryce. Oh, my gosh. Another offensive foul. And Kevin Kruger is in absolute disbelief. Just absolute disbelief that they called that on Bryce Hamilton. As Kijab heads the deck, he and Bryce are both laughing. That was, uh, I mean, I've seen a lot of bad ones, but that might have been one of the worst ones. And Long Kruger erupts. Just crushed my dreams. Boom. Sadness. That's the one. Jared, did you really sneak in there USFL draft sound? Yes, because so I get a cut sheet from the national shows and they had every draft pick <laughs> <laughs> on their cut uh, sheet. And I literally looked through it and went, don't know who that is. Don't know who that is. Don't know who that hey, is. Hey, Drew Brees. And then I, no, 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 no. I didn't know Drew Brees was doing the announcement. Oh. I just know that Kyle, what, how did he pronounce it? Slaughter? Slaughter. Genuinely is the guy that, like, he has been the third string quarterback who plays a preseason game and gets cut by, like, half the ah, organizations in professional not gonna football. Not going to get cut now. Drew Brees walking in New Orleans. Can yeah. either of you name the first overall pick in the USFL draft. I couldn't tell you when the USFL draft was. Was it yesterday? It was, it was, it was last night. Oh, no, no chance. Why would I know I, that? Why did they I have can, a draft? Just hire some you, dudes. I can tell you the first two picks of the USFL draft. Why? Shea Patterson and Jordan Tamu. And the reason why is both of those guys played quarterback at Ole Miss. Ah. <laughs> Okay. The first two now Shea Patterson transferred and went to Michigan and was better at Michigan. But the first two picks in the USFL draft are Ole Miss football products. And Jared is sneaking that sound in. I do not plan to watch a single second of USFL football. You, no, you say that. And then okay. F former Jared, there's soccer on. Okay, all right, all right. That's fine. All I'm just saying all I'm saying is uh sometimes, you know. The relationships build themselves, and uh, we all know what happened with the AAF rip. Yeah, helped us out a lot. Good relationship. To did have. you have this right. on television? Me? Yeah. How did you? How no, did you, I just, uh, you I just, just saw it on Twitter. Yeah, I just saw it on Twitter. He, he, I don't. Have you seen how Tyler looks at Twitter? It's a tweet deck that has like nine thousand <laughs> columns. <laughs> if you tweet anything about UNLV, Tyler sees it. Yeah. Not even. UNLV sports. Just oh, like. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see a lot of complaints about parking. <laughs> <laughs> happens a lot. Yeah, here's here's one. Here's a. Here, this is in my UNLV column on TweetDeck. According to Adam Rittenberg, right now, UNLV is expected to hire Raiders assistant Nick Holtz as offensive coordinator. Oh, man. I for that job on Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he has spent the past decade with the Raiders. Most recently, as assistant 
receivers coach. Assistant receivers coach, not receivers coach. I didn't even get a call. Yeah, well, you should have been an assistant receivers coach for the last decade, and you would you would have made it here. So I mean, I can wear sunglasses indoors. I can fit with the team <laughs> or the coaching staff. You know, get yourself a haircut. Yeah, you got okay. By the way, we we could do some UNLV basketball here, but I have a I have a more fun story for you. Can we? Well, I don't know how fun it is, but um, I have worn sunglasses indoors twice now. Uh, and I've thought about Ed making fun of me potentially every oh, time and, I've done it. Oh, sunglass and door guy. Yeah, yeah. But like, so here's here's the reason, Ed. At, in our seats at Thomas and Mac, where the media sits, yep. yep. Pre-game, uh, they have the little lights that go through the crowd. You know, like that just sort of wander through the crowd. Right. There is one that shines right across my seat, like every thirty seconds. This is pre-game. And. Yeah, this is pregame. Once the game starts, it goes away, but shines in my face like every 30 seconds. And I had never really noticed it until like two games ago. And it is the most annoying thing that I have ever started paying attention to. And now I can't stop paying attention to it. I put sunglasses on at the last game for like 10 minutes to see if that would help. This isn't when the lights go out. No, no, this is this is before this is like forty-five minutes before oh, okay, guys okay. are just shooting okay. around or whatever. Right. And the, and there's just a rant. they just have lights that sort of sort of go through the crowd. It didn't actually help, so I just moved and went and sat in a seat for a few minutes until they were done with that stupid light. But I did put sunglasses on indoors and, and thought about I hope Ed doesn't see me. Oh man. I did not. <laughs> I did not see you. I did not see you, but I would have come over and said, What's this about? <laughs> Why do you have sunglasses on indoors? It takes a special person to be sunglasses indoor guy. So if you show up to the Thomas and Mac way too early to get, make sure you get your Taco Bell, please send us a picture <laughs> of Tyler at ESPN in Las Vegas of Tyler wearing sunglasses indoors. It's possible. It could help. It could actually okay, help. What was the other, right. What was the other time? Didn't you say twice? Oh, same thing. I, I, I oh, tried oh, okay, it twice. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. I've okay. tried it twice, and okay. both times failed. Uh, Tyler, I really... I, I would like a breakdown of what uh, Rebel Drew sent us on, well, sent you on Twitter about the team store. Okay, all right, yeah, let's do this. I I don't know. I probably have done it on the press box. I've complained before in the past that UNLV does not sell uh, both enough and good enough apparel for its fans. Like, if you want to buy UNLV shirts or just any sort of gear they don't really have good selections they don't have a large selection and they don't really have a high quality selection or stuff that you'd be like oh that's a cool shirt i want to wear there's occasional ones and there are third parties that sell some cool unlv apparel but if you're getting it from unlv it usually sucks like it's usually a pretty crappy uh selection that you're looking at uh vegas rebel drew a loyal listener vegas rebel drew he tweeted at me a picture of things that UNLV is selling on their team store right now. One of them is a tie-dye t-shirt. And it's tie- the main color in the tie-dye is blue, like the color of the in-state rival. Uh, and then the other tie-dye colors, there's a little bit of green, a little bit of orange, a little bit of purple, it looks like. And then it just says UNLV in red across the chest here. Tie-dye t-shirt, pretty standard. $80 for a tie-dye t-shirt that says UNLV across the front. I don't really remember fifth grade, but I think I learned how to tie-dye t-shirts in fifth grade. Right. They also have, oh, go ahead. They also have another shirt. Well, no, we'll, we'll say it's a crew neck, sort of like a, a sweater type thing. 
Uh, it says UNLV. It's black. It says UNLV on it. It's got. It's not a tie dye sweater, but it's it's tie dye ish. There's some tie dye design on here. This crew neck is one hundred and forty dollars. <laughs> they were selling football season tickets last year for ninety nine dollars, and they want you to buy just a sweater for a hundred and forty. It's ridiculous. I just went on Amazon. I'm not going to click, by the way. And I found a better T-shirt than the one you're talking about for, <laughs> let's see, for $19.90. It's, it's 100% pre-shrunk, vintage mascot short sleeve shirt. It's got the... Uh, the uh, vintage mascot. Vis- vintage does, that, mascot. Is that, does that mean the guy with the fedora? Uh, yes. $19.99. A nice sweatshirt. What would you say the crew neck was? $140. Yeah, I can get a fan print UNLV Rebels hoodie big logo for $47.95 <laughs> on Amazon. So I if, if you're out there and you need to save some money, but you really want that UNLV gear, Amazon search UNLV gear. They like in all seriousness, what's what's happening here? Like I, I'm on UNLV I'm on UNLV's website. It's UNLVgear.com. And like they've got a couple t-shirts that are uh, reasonably priced like $26 here. But they have more t-shirts that are $50. Like and they just like say UNLV uh, on them. You know what they're going with hard uh which the first thing up that I see um is that uh is that Run and Rebels hat. Oh yes, but it, it the it only wrong. successful mesh thing. In, mesh in the back and then it's not it's not it's one of the I think it's a flex fit or it's definitely a fitted one. What did they have wrong on it? It's it's not the same. I'm telling. It's not the same uh, hat design. That no, it's not. I think the running's different on his. Yeah, it's definitely different. It looks way. It doesn't look as cool. Marcus Arroyo's no. hat's way better. His hat's way better than this one. Um, Does Arroyo have one. sunglasses with like rebels on the side? Well, that's a good question. Oh, he probably should. Should absolutely should. Right. I mean, probably should. Okay. Um, I'm gonna be a sports fan snob here. One of the hats they have, uh, I'm looking at it, is for forty dollars. Okay, which one is it? Uh, UNL. It's the it's the trucker hat. Okay, I got Our, you. It, but here's yeah, the thing: you. it says UNLV feature and UNLV art club. I'm looking at it hat. right now. The the art club trucker forty bucks. Am I missing something? Why why would UNLV like athletics be selling a hat that does, says art club? On does it? the pro- proceeds go to the art club? <laughs> Maybe, I highly doubt it. Is this their version of Girl Scout cookies? I don't. I'm, I I don't know. I'm confused by this. I'm sort like, of wondering why the Art Club hat is the most expensive one. Yes, that's a good point too. It is it's, it's the Nike UNLV Running Rebels cap, the one like Arroyo, but the different running. That thing's thirty two. It. I mean, <laughs> why is the Art Club getting more money than everyone else with the forty dollar hat? It might be supply and demand. The the most popular hat may be the Art Club hat. It, and am I mistaken here? I don't think I am. Do you see to the right? Is that a blue hat? Oh, boy. I clicked out of hats. Hold on. I'm going back to hats. Next to the art one. Um, I think that's just a bad shade of black. Oh, I was going to oh, say, hello, sure. Reno. Boy, how bad would that be? Take I, I our think we've, blue hat. Okay. I, th- I think we've got a, a bad photographer here. That, doesn't happened. that look blue, though? I, it I mean, does. <laughs> it it's described as black in the description. Okay. So right. I'm going okay. with black, and they just didn't have their cameras. Yeah. Okay. So he's not part of the art club. Because th- No, no, he's not. Because then you look down to the Arroyo slash uh, the poor man's Arroyo hat. That's black. Yes, the poor man's Arroyo hat is black. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, uh, if you want UNLV apparel, 
don't go to UNLV's official website. I guess take Ed's advice and go oh, to absolutely uh, go to Amazon. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you need to go. I just don't understand, and I've I've said this a hundred times. How have you not called Disney and gone? Why don't we both make a little money and make a UNLV Rebels crossover with Star Wars? We've talked about this, haven't we? Oh, a bunch of times. It's sort almost, of, it, almost it, it, actually it's, asked this question because they were rebranding as the well, Rebels. Okay, and, and but Star they, Wars wanted, no. they wanted Admiral Akbar, and that was before Star Wars got sold to <laughs> Disney. No, this was they didn't actually. That was a commercial where they made fun of the Admiral Akbar thing. But they actually like it was unrelated to Admiral Akbar. They asked about it and they said no. I'm stunned at the melting crew neck being 140. <laughs> I'm, I'm sick. Do we what's, have, do what's they have even, a crew what's more, team? What's more stunning, that or the or the UNLV Paisley shirt for 80. <sighs> the tie dye shirt for 80. But the melting for a crew neck. Shirt. I mean, a crew I, neck. I think you know, it's eighty for a tie dye. At I, least I, I the think crew so neck, too. You're potentially yeah. getting like some nice fabric, some right, nice right. quality there. Eighty dollars for a, a tie dye T-shirt. for a tie dye. How mad would you be if you spent over a hundred dollars on a crew sweatshirt and then you like got it and were like, "This isn't this isn't very good material." It's not gonna keep me warm. Yeah, it'd be pretty brutal. I mean, spending one hundred forty dollars on it to begin with is pretty brutal, but. If it's bad quality, disaster strikes. All right, coming up next, it's Bischoff's Briefs. Bischoff's Briefs. I wanted you to see these player evaluations that you asked me to do. Bischoff's Briefs. I asked you to do three. Yeah. Bischoff's Briefs. To evaluate three players. Yeah. How many did you do? Bischoff's briefs. 47. Okay. Actually, 51. I don't know why I lied just then. Coming up in a few minutes, we're going to have a two-foot sub from Porta Subs to give away and get somebody qualified and a shot at winning tickets to go to uh, the Country Music Awards coming to Allegiant Stadium in March. Um, also, go to our website lvsportsnetwork.com find the banner in the middle that says the mountain west tournament if you click on that you can register to win some vip a vip package to the mountain west tournament it's uh, valued at fifteen hundred dollars you'll get tickets to every game parking access to the hospitality suite uh it is a excellent package and you can register to win on our website now for bischoff's briefs i am not happy um we're supposed to have a soccer team, Ed. You know that, right? We're supposed to have one. That's what now. you've been telling me. We're supposed to have one. Um, Don Garber, the commissioner of Major League Soccer, he said last fall, winterish, whatever, right before MLS Cup, that they were going to announce the next expansion franchise in the first quarter of 2022. Um, it is February 23rd. We're a week away from the third month of the year. If you don't know how quarters work in a year, there are three of them in every quarter. Meaning, they got a month to tell us we got a soccer team or Don Garber is a liar. Uh, Sports Business Journal talked to Wes Edens and Don Garber about expansion. Wes Edens is the potential owner here. Don Garber said, I'm confident we'll both make progress and hopefully get something over the finish line. 
Wes Eden said that he is optimistic that they will reach an agreement in the coming months. What the hell is this? <laughs> coming months? You got one month. Optimistic? This is supposed to be done by now. Optimistic? I. What are we doing here? This is unbelievable. Like, Where's our soccer team? Just give us our soccer team. This is going to turn into the same stuff that happened before with uh, Seth Klarman and how close they were supposedly be. Like, unbelievable. I'd give, Where's the soccer team? Where is it at? I'm mad. I'm upset. I'm not happy with this. Uh, do you think it has anything to do with a uh, specific soccer stadium? I think it has everything to do with the stadium, to be honest with you. Um, maybe there's some... I, I can't imagine they're worried about the expansion fee at this point, right? I feel like No, I mean, if be, he got down this far far down the road, yeah. he's got the money. That would be the, the first check mark is, hey, are you going to pay this expansion yeah. fee? Yes? Okay. No? All right. We'll find somebody else right. that will do it. Um, but I have I have to imagine that's that's going to be the biggest issue here is what is the stadium? Where is the stadium? Because Major League Soccer is going to want a soccer-specific stadium. And presumably, they've gotten this far along because Wes Edens has said, yeah, we'll do a soccer-specific stadium. One of those doesn't exist in Las Vegas. So they're going to have to build one, right? And who's paying for that? We have not heard the potential good news on this is that we have not heard a single thing this entire process about public money right. going towards building a soccer stadium for an MLS team. Now, that doesn't mean tomorrow we don't have some story about, well, Las Vegas ready to give $200 million to a soccer team, right? It could still happen. But we haven't heard that this entire time, which to me, for now, until I hear differently, I'm taking that as Wes Edens and his ownership group are going to build this stadium. All by themselves yeah. and maybe they get a discount on land they buy somewhere maybe there's some infrastructure costs that get added onto it that the public still has to pay for but for the most part it's paid for the stadium anyways by this ownership group and that to me i mean that you look at it that's got to be the biggest hurdle at this point is has to be what's taking so long now which part of that is a hurdle i don't know right have they not actually found a good location have they not been able to buy land at a location that they like like i i I don't know what it is because Wes Edens yesterday said that they were looking at locations right off the strip. Um, yeah, that can mean which, a lot okay, of things. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Let's let's do that first because, like, you could say, like, Top Golf is right off the strip because yeah. it's not technically on the strip. You could say Allegiant Stadium's right yes. off the strip, even though there's an interstate in between it and the strip. You could even argue something like UNLV is right off the strip. It's just a few lights down from the strip off of Tropicana. I feel like there could be a very liberal use of right off the strip when Wes Eden says that, and it makes me think it's not actually going to be that close to the strip. Why do I keep going back to the plot of land that originally the Raiders actually put out there between UNLV and, and the MGM? Can they do it? I mean, the, well, the remember, FAA was Remember the last time happy. with the FAA? Yeah. Um, yeah, they, I don't know how... They didn't like it for, for a football stadium, and, and I guess... I don't know if they ever officially said, no, you absolutely cannot do it, but they certainly made it implied that it was not going to be right. feasible, so... It's a outside of the airport being right there and planes flying over. It would be a good location for something. Um, but I don't know if that'll happen. I mean, the only plot of land that we know about, I think it was Mick Akers that reported this, was the one, it's on south, it's on Las Vegas Boulevard, but it's south, way away from the actual strip part of the strip, um, across from those outlet malls, kind of kind of close to the 15-215 interchange as well. Okay. Um, 
it's not exactly on the strip. You're not exactly walking from the strip, but it's certainly a short Uber ride <sighs> down Las Vegas Boulevard to get there. Like I, I don't know. If that's a great location, but it's also not a terrible location how about as long the, as the infrastructure's better around. How about the land right at the um? Which what am I thinking of, Tyler? Right at the In and Out on Trop. Um, the, the, what is it? There's like a wild, wild west yes, little yes, saloon. Yes, yes, I thought that, that that was also, uh, among yeah, some of the, the, yeah. that the Raiders considered or I want to say, I want to say that was a reported site for the A's as well. Okay. Um, but again, I, if I remember correctly, I, that site's very small. I thought the A's were buying the Rio and just putting it there. <laughs> no, no, that was before the A's were coming. Uh, an unknown baseball team was going to tear down the Rio and build a stadium there. And then since that the, was the A's con- that was a confirmed report, right? Uh, well, yeah. confirmed, yeah, well, confirmed by Twitter. Um, the uh, the A's don't have enough money to demo. They can't blow up a, a casino and build something. They on can't top build of it. anything as it is, right? So they can't afford to blow something up. Well, I guess they could try to blow it up and then use the leftover pieces to put it back together as a baseball park. That might be their best way to go. But yeah, I'm. I have to imagine the holdup is stadium, like because that's yeah. that's been a big deal for Major League Soccer, the type of stadium teams well, play in. And, and I mean, the legislature and politicians have said no, no temperature, and mostly for the A's. I don't know if there'd be any temperature for a soccer stadium. Right, I can't imagine there would be. Like, I I think the most it would be is potentially land. depending on who owns the land, land for free, or hey, we'll sell it to you fifty percent off, like right. Henderson gave right. the Raiders for their practice facility, and then maybe, yeah, we'll put in some, uh, we'll put another exit on the interstate, or we'll change, we'll widen some roads, or like they might change some uh, highway stuff, which that can get very expensive, right? Like, what are we going to oh, end up yeah. paying? Like an extra four or 500 million for interchanges by Allegiant stadium. Eventually like that can get expensive, but those are the types of things that I think could potentially come in public money. But as far as, Hey, uh, you need to help pay for the construction. I, I'm guessing we're I giving think that happens. major league soccer team $0. I, I think that's a no chance that even, even comes up to anybody. So uh, yeah, I have to imagine it's stadium here, and that's the issue. And West Edens, just pay for it, dude. Come on, I'm spending I mean, your money for you. Just pay for it. Give me a soccer team already. So I guess my question is, I thought what we normally do is we give them the land so that then they can sell it at its actual price at a later date. Like we give them, uh, like you what, know, we give them land that's worth like fifty million for six million, so that then they, whenever they they decide to, they can sell it for fifty million and basically go. We made forty-four million on this deal. Are you referencing the confusing Raiders deal where they got the land for fifty percent off and then sold it to somebody and now pay rent on their yep. own practice facility? Yeah, I'm still confused as exactly how that works, but somehow that helps them quite a bit, and and we just kind of gave that to them for free. Henderson could have been the one that was collecting rent on the Raiders, but they decided, no, no, we'll give you the land at a big discount. Coming up next, Q joins the show. What you won't do? He tried everything, but you won't give up. In this world, only you would you do for love what he would not do. All his friends are wondering what is wrong with him. Is he in a daze for your love? You see, he came back. To let you know, to let you know, 
He got a thing for you, and he can't let go. He got a thing for you, and he can't let go. He got a thing for you, and he can't let go. <laughs> My man. We're back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff. You can hear him over on Red Nation Radio from 2 to 4 on Unnecessary Roughness. Uh, and that was AJ on the street, by the way. Welcome in, Q. What a, that, that was great sound. We played that last week, too. I'm very excited we, we have that sound. No, I am, too. That was awesome. I don't know if you guys can hear me, but I was laughing the whole time. That was fantastic. And AJ is my guy. Uh, Jared was a little, he was kind of, uh, you know, a little scared by, uh, by AJ on the street. But uh, that's my guy, man. I hold it down for AJ. His approach was, sir, are you married or do you have a significant other? If his approach was, hey, I'll sing for you for a few dollars, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, no, man, you don't have to sing. Here's a few dollars. Are you married or do you have a significant other? Well, I mean, at least he gave you, you know, he gave you the presentation. I thought it was straightforward to the point. I thought it was great, man. It was spot on. He didn't beat around the bush. No wham, bam. It was just, you know, thank you, man. It was great. It was fantastic. Uh, Q, I have a very important question for you. You you tweeted out a video yesterday um, of your son dunking uh, in warm-ups. Can you dunk? I can't. I, well, I can't now. I used okay. to be able to dunk. I used okay. to jump out the gym. I mean, I'm uh, for for my in my defense, I'm 45 at this point, so uh, father time <laughs> spares no man. But yeah, it caught up to be plus two toward ACLs. But yeah, I can dunk at a at a great height of five foot eleven, and he is six Look foot five. So what he does, is unbelievable. <laughs> okay. At at what age could you stop beating him at like one on one in anything, particularly basketball? You know, what's funny is. He hasn't beat me yet, but we oh. no seriously. He hasn't beat me yet, but honestly, when we play, we're normally on the same team, so that's okay. that's kind of the reason why he hasn't beat me yet. But I did <laughs> one time. We were playing at a gym here in Vegas, as a matter of fact, uh, and we ended up on the other side of each other for some weird reason. Like I said, it never happens. But um, he thought he was going to pull a jumper on me, and I blocked his shot, and he got a little angry about. It. Oh, so, uh, you know. But the <laughs> thing about it is, when I first, when I finally beat my dad, I felt like I could beat anybody yeah. so now he has to beat me and then he'll be on top of the world and maybe he won't be uh there at uh at uh at, at where's he at again <laughs> central where's he at i forgot where he's at now they were western. western oregon sorry uh western oregon i keep i keep trying to to throw the tea leaves out there thinking that unlv might need a six five point guard i'm just saying I'm just throwing it out there you know that's so. the you know that's the telltale sign when he when he finally beats you that it, it's pretty much over and you might as well you know give up on life i mean when that oh, yeah. ha- when that happens when the son finally beats the father, it's it's what do you have to live for anymore? Right, it's a wrap. Yeah, I mean everything <laughs> that you you can hold your hat and, and hang your hat on is is done. I mean it's an absolute response, you know. So yeah, it's a wrap. But uh, it hasn't happened yet. I'm sure he's waiting for that day to, to make it happen so he could brag. But uh, it hasn't happened yet. Q uh, today, the Steelers call and they say two ones and a three for Derek Carr. Do you push Derek Carr right away? No, you know what's funny? I saw that. I saw that uh, that trade proposal, and I just don't like where they're at. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that that's a, a, a where do you how do you replace Carr then? So, and I know that I guess analytically, yes, you make the trade because it's two ones and and whatever a third. But I just don't like where they park picking uh, number twenty. You know, so who's the quarterback that you're going to put in place of him if you're still trying to win games? And if you're not then, yeah, you pull the trigger. But if you think you can still win right now, I don't pull the trigger on that one. I need to have a top 10, top 12 pick as far as I'm concerned when it comes to the quarterback. But that's just me. 
are you at all uh, concerned that we got all these reports about a Derek Carr extension and then two weeks kind of went by and that extension hasn't actually happened yet? Uh, not really. I kind of feel like it's going to happen after the combine's over. I feel like there's a lot that goes on, and I think that there's still conversations going on. I think that there should be conversations going on as far as if there's any teams that are willing to give a boatload of uh, assets up for Derek Carr. And, and I don't think that – this is a conversation we had on, on Red Nation Radio 920 yesterday is multiple – People think that you're going to get two ones or more for Derek Carr. And I, I just don't see it. But maybe if a team is desperate, and I, I don't try to say that disrespectfully, I just think if a team really thinks that they, that's the one piece that they would need to solidify their team, then maybe they'd make that move. But I just don't see two ones for Derek Carr. I just don't see it. I mean, I think you make the best point. We were talking about it earlier this morning. Give me uh, your thoughts on this. Mariota or Jimmy G is a bridge? Ah, oh, man. Jimmy G is not available enough for me. Okay. You know, and, and Mariota, well, he wasn't available for two years for the Raiders. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> well, it's like you, you know that they could both be really good. Jimmy G wins games. I mean, that's what he does is win games. It's not always pretty. He throws the ball away a couple times a game. But he wins. He's just not available all the time. So I, I, I would be very on the fence with either one as being the bridge. But with that being said, I could see Jimmy G being the guy because of the, the ties of Josh McDaniels. One thing they really messed up here is, and Jared reminded us this morning, Marcus Mariota, when he was playing in Tennessee, was perhaps one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the world in the red zone, and yet they never played him in the red zone. Shouldn't right, he, be, exactly. he should have been in the red zone immediately right when they got there. I mean, no doubt about it, he should have been in the red zone, and they should have allowed him to throw the ball a couple times. <laughs> yes, so yes. What they were going to do every time he got there. But, you know. Talking to Q, you can hear him over on Raider Nation Radio, Unnecessary Roughness, from 2 to 4 every day. Um, I do have a, a basketball question for you outside of just dunking. Do you have any hot takes on handshake lines after games? Um, no, I don't. I think that what happened was very unfortunate. Um, I'm not, I, I don't think that you should do away with the handshake line. I think that that's silly. Um, you know, I think that there was faults that, that could be pointed at both guys. Uh, but it just, it happens. I mean, things like that happen. It shouldn't happen like that on that stage. But no, I don't have any hot takes on the on the handshake line. Just uh, got to be better than that, especially when it's at the collegiate level. Level and you're still trying to be uh, leaders of men and actually try to shape young men's lives. You can't you can't go out there and, and act a fool like that. You just can't. Okay, we so need it to see like... this in the NFL. Like we need yeah. coaches in the NFL swinging at each other because they think there was a disrespectful <laughs> timeout in the final minute of a game. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that just be fantastic <laughs> to see like Vic Fangio angry at John Gruden and just try to come across and just you know lay the hammer oh. down on him or something like that when they were both coaching or uh, or something? <laughs> no, that'd be crazy. That'd no, be hilarious. It'd be Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick in an old man fight where everyone's just like someone's gonna break a hip. Oh no, Carroll's winning, man. He's oh, got yeah. more energy than a little yeah. bit. Carroll's winning anything. I, I would put Carroll. I think Carroll and Tomlin would be on the same side, and then you'd have to have, <laughs> oh, like, Sean McVay and. And maybe like uh, I don't know Kyle Shanahan. I think he's got a little edge to him though. He, he might not show it all the time. I think Kyle Shanahan's got a little edge to him, so he might him and him and Sean McVay would team up against Mike Tomlin and Pete Carroll. I think I think Carroll would take a lot of guys younger than him. Oh, I agree. I, he's, I agree. He's, yeah, he's like the oldest coach in the league. I know. But oh, he, and then Rabel. No, Rabel though. He's he's got to be a real dog. Right? Oh yeah. Rabel's got to be the <laughs> he's team, a big dude. So He's like Mariotti. He's big. I I pick him on my team just because he looks the part. You know, just by intimidation alone. 
you guys are forgetting the most important coach for any of these fights. It's Dan Campbell because he's not fighting oh, fair. That's right. Oh, he's, no, you're right. He's... You're right. Yeah, that would be, you know what? Sable and Campbell going one-on-one with each other. That would be a goon squad. You, you, you pick a side and you, you'd still have a chance. Like, Jared could be on one side and I'd be on the other side and we would have to do no work. It'd be those guys against each other. Me and Jared could sit back and listen to AJ on the street talk or sing. You know, it'd be great. <laughs> All right, uh, Q. Before before we uh, let you go, Uh-oh. I got. Uh-oh. I just tweeted it at you, but can you tell? I don't know if you told them the Seven Eleven story. Oh no, no, I didn't. I didn't tell. I didn't tell the Seven Eleven story. That was the most sketchiest Seven Eleven we've <laughs> ever been in, ever. And it was in L.A., right around the corner from our Airbnb. And I'll tell you, everything that could go down would go down in that thing, including the guy having a damn samurai sword <laughs> in there. He was in the store with a samurai sword. Like, I don't know where they do that at. And then he had the nerve to look at me and talk. What, what did he say, Jared? Something like, well, are do you, you part of the problem? No, no. He said, do you, are you part of the suicide squad? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, what's your response when someone says that? Are you part of the suicide squad? Like, no, but... Are you planning on making me part of like you know? The, I don't even know how to respond to that. He had a it was, sword. It was very sketchy. Not to mention, Seven Eleven didn't sell beer, so that tells you there was some sketchy characters, oh. and there was oh. no beer that was sold in that store. So no Bruce. What does that tell you? Right. Wow. Exactly. Yep. Wait, was he like wielding this sword, or did he just like have it holstered on his belt? No, he had it holstered on his on his belt. It was on the side, <laughs> but he was. I mean, this dude was looking for. a the business, man. I mean, he was walking around there, and I guess if I had a sword on my side, I'd be pretty bold, too, but he's, like, walking around there, just kind of looking at everyone, and then, are you part of the Suicide Squad? I'm like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I actually got a show to do in a couple hours. I'm out of here. Yeah. I don't know, like, what's going on here? Well, make sure you turn into Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio every day from 2 to 4. Q, as always, we appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Q. Q. Hey, all good. Appreciate y'all. A samurai sword. Yeah, he's. I'm in there, and Q is just like, all right, I gotta protect Jared. He like afterwards was like, man, I was just making sure you didn't get your your you didn't get messed up because that 7-Eleven was full on. Where in L.A.? Um, I believe it was on Los Angeles, but like it was on Los Angeles Boulevard, but uh, it was uh, dicey. It was in the middle of like. I want to say uh, like Little Tokyo, but it was in the section that was. We there are businesses here. I've never seen them open. <laughs> uh, Jared, I'm also pretty sure you're the person that would just randomly befriend the guy with a samurai sword. Not sober. <laughs> a Seven Eleven and no alcohol. Yeah, that's uh, right there. Uh, gives on, you some kind of. I've seen that before in New when I, when I lived in when I lived in New York there were certain uh what is it Dwayne Reeds or yeah Dwayne yeah there were certain Dwayne Reeds that you'd be like you'd walk in and you'd be like you guys don't sell beer and then you'd like look around the neighborhood and you go oh <laughs> you guys don't sell beer because you guys the only thing you would sell would be beer and no one would leave the store <laughs> Did you guys know in Mississippi you can't sell both beer and liquor in the same building? At all? Yeah. No, I I have absolutely no idea about that. So, like, whatever, gas station. There's no, like, liquor worlds. There's no, like, because that would sell everything. 
no, there are liquor stores, but they literally only sell liquor. They're they they're not allowed to sell beer. Wow. So like that's so like gas stations will sell beer, and then you have to go you know to a liquor store to get little. So if you want, if you were to get beer and like rum for whatever, you have to go two different places. Wow. So one of my favorite things when I lived in Kansas City was I believe. I can't remember which side of the, the state line it was on, but if you were in Kansas City, Kansas versus Kansas City, Missouri, one of them sold like 2% beer and the other one sold actual beer. <laughs> and we would genuinely be like, why would you, like, how do you operate a business? Like, how do you operate a liquor store here? And you're just like, yeah, we have crap. But if you go 10 minutes that well, direction. That was, my, that was my next question. How far away is the other one? Because if it was like an hour-long drive, then you'd have to make a decision. Ten minutes away. All right. Minutes, uh, okay. what, <laughs> what are we giving away? Oh, yes, porta subs We've got a two-foot sub, two porta subs plus we get qualified doing a pair of tickets to the Academy of Country Music Awards coming to Allegiant Stadium on March 7th. So if you want to go to the CMAs, we'll get you qualified right now, and you'll get that two-foot sub from porta subs We'll take caller number 11 at 702 702- 364 1100 702 364 1100 Red Raiders 66 Oklahoma 42 You're locked in the press box Congratulations to Reed he won t- uh, the Subs 2 foot sub and is qualified to win tickets to go to the CMAs out at Allegiant Stadium uh, I I think I made it through the entire show without muting myself, right? I haven't done yes. that today. No, you didn't do it at all. Um, there was a moment so. where you weren't on the air, returning us from a break. That sounds like your fault. It, it, it was. Okay. All right. Just checking. All right. Just making sure. I'm just yeah, letting you fault. know, mistakes were made, and I will be okay. the first one to be like, "Yeah, that was on me. I did that." <laughs> Still have never found out what these plastic keys are. Yeah, like we put them out on Twitter. How can't someone on Twitter? This is the first time no one's answered, with even if it's a wrong answer. Yeah, even right. if it's just like a bad innuendo. Yeah, Nothing. I would have thought something. I got. And by the way, for anybody that doesn't know, Ed is talking about his backpack. New backpack, uh, yeah, Amazon. Like, he got a new backpack. It come. It came with like what is there? Like six of them. These yes, six uh, little three plastic orange and three blue, I believe key i mean they're just they, they, we went with keys literally because that was the closest thing we could think up if you type in plastic things on backpack <laughs> it it all it shows is the buckle like people don't under, like don't understand hey you know how you can you, there are straps on a backpack you need to be able to tighten those apparently there's an entire group of people that are like what are those for so uh yeah I mean, when I Google plastic thing on backpack, I just get a bit of, bunch of pictures of clear plastic is, backpacks. Here's my question. So Ed is trying to detach them right now. Is Are they zip-tied on? They are zip-tied. <laughs> <laughs> They're zip-tied on. They really want me to use these. There's, n- <laughs> there's nothing written on them to give me instructions about how to use them, but they are zip-tied there's on. Gotta be, there's got to be something. I mean, I'm afraid to take them off. Yeah, I wouldn't take them off. Like I don't because then you're gonna lose them. Yeah, even though I don't check my backpack ever because of the laptop. If I did, I'd be able to recognize it right when it came out because of these keys. (laughs) It's (laughs) the one with these with the weird plastic zip tie. Leave my backpack alone. I've got the keys, the blue and the orange keys. 
What am is I? Is there a possibility that this is like um, Willy Wonka's golden tickets, and you somehow yeah, I won, somehow like, won the, something great? The right back. Yeah, these are like supposed to win you something, and you just have no idea. I'm supposed to win the backpack. Backpack I really wanted until she saw the price. Like now I can <laughs> now I can actually get the one I really wanted, and not this Wait. weird one. Can you tell us how much was the backpack you really wanted? One ninety nine. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Backpack. Yeah. You know that if you if you just like wait around long <laughs> enough, they'll give you a backpack. <laughs> when I was at school, you know, now I'm just sort of realizing that we may have just been poor. Uh, you want to guess how much she went down to? This was the third option. <laughs> I'm guessing a hundred bucks. Forty. Forty nine ninety five. Oh <laughs> man! It was a huge precipitous drop. Yes. You oh, got yeah. like twenty five percent. Yeah, twenty five percent. Well, but I did get the blue and orange keys, so maybe that maybe that bumps it up to fifty two ninety five. So you're carrying around probably if oh the brand laptop new, a fifteen hundred dollar laptop yes, and in a fifty dollar bag. Yes. <laughs> and I'm carrying around uh, my probably thousand dollar laptop in a bag that i got for free for seeing hobbs and shaw <laughs> uh i just want you guys to know that i found a website called backpackies.com and they have a page that is anatomy of a backpack okay and it it starts with the basics you know right zipper, zipper uh <laughs> main compartment but like it has a breakdown on like Different shoulder straps, one-piece shoulder straps, different types of openings, top access, front access, side access. So once I read through this 30,000-page insert on backpack anatomy, I'll tell you if I find out what these are. I, I just, well, I'm disappointed in our listeners. That's I, I'm really disappointed that no one even gave it a shot. Like, even if it was complete. And here's the thing. If they gave it a shot, we would have believed it. Yeah. Because none of us have any idea what these things were. You could have said, you know, they're to scoop your food out while you're eating your backpack. Like, yeah, I get that. Okay, if we're eating there on the backpack, you can scoop it out with these things. I'm like, that makes sense. Did you know the little, I don't even know how to explain them, the little nylon webbing that's sewn on the outside of a backpack where you can sort of stuff pins and they'll hold them in there? Yeah. Did you know those are called daisy chains? Did not know that. I don't have yeah, those on I the 49.95 one. I think on I think on the 195 one it would have spoken to me or something like that. It would have like actually talked. Oh, it looked like it was awesome. I looked at that on Amazon and I said, "Let's get this one." She goes, "Sure, sure." And it was like the kiss of death. How much? I'm like, "Ah, 195. No, thank you." What are the plastic keys? 